Let's speak to Mary Harrod now. She's an academic in French studies at the University of Warwick. Hi there. Thanks so much for joining us once again, Hi. Mary. Now, the Hi. first two seasons of um, Emily in Paris were criticized in the way that they portray portrayed um, Frenchness. Uh, you know, they, they were obviously all the episodes were submitting to a lot of cliches and stereotype depictions of the French society. Um, do you think the third season is any different? Do you think that they took Netflix took these criticisms on board? I have to admit that I've only started watching it as it's only just dropped on Netflix. Um, I think, however, it's clear that, that not much will change. Already by season two, a lot of critiques had been leveled against the show for its stereotyping um, and it's purported to kind of answer those, but in ways that really didn't satisfy detractors, uh, for instance, around diversity, uh, racial diversity, but also those just extreme stereotypes of Frenchness. Uh, even in the first episode of the new season, we have a visit to McDonald's, but it's French McDonald's, so it's full of delicious macarons, patisserie. Um, and in fact, Emily says, oh, you know, it's still McDonald's, but adapted to French culture. And uh, Gabrielle, the character she's with, says, oh, it reminds me of someone I know. And I think this is quite funny because actually it could be a description of the show, not, not only Emily herself. So perhaps it's a bit tongue in cheek there by Netflix. But the point is that stereotypes are still being... Um, you know, are everywhere. And also, there's no way they couldn't be because it isn't a raison d'etre of the show. It would be not recognizable uh, as Emily in Paris if it wasn't trading in those stereotypes. All right. As for these stereotypes, I mean, French people, for the, I think, throughout three seasons are portrayed as arrogant, lazy, dirty, mean, bitter people. This is, I guess, uh, you know, all the cliches pretty much about uh, French people. But then... Um, do you think this could be called racism? I'm asking this because there has been a debate online uh, about whether you could be racist towards an imperialist power. Um, I certainly think that, you know, it, it's a good difference of, it's a qualitative rather than a quantitative difference. So, you, you know, it is on the same spectrum. Othering anybody is the same sort of dynamic. There are a number of complexities, though. I mean, actually, you know, Emily in Paris is quite potentially quite racist anyway um, in its treatment of, of ethnic minority characters. That's something it's been accused of just sort of whitewashing, although it has got kind of token people of colour. Um, it's not very authentic in terms of, of the representation of Paris, you know, which is full of North Africans, for example, who are completely absent. So instead, what we get is a kind of Americanized version of diversity. Um, However, racism against the French, I certainly think that there's kind of xenophobia. I think there are different stakes when we're talking about groups that have social power, uh, you know, such as the French or indeed the Americans, who uh, actually the this, this show does also poke fun at. I think it should be acknowledged. Uh, the problem with stereotypes is, you know, they tend to take up too much space. So they, they act as the only view instead of just one view. I suppose we do have other views of French identity because it is an identity that's been significantly exported, including in film and TV. Um, so I think perhaps it is a little bit less dangerous in this case. And this comes back to this question of, you know, it always depends who is, is making a statement or how we judge it politically. Mm -hmm. I mean... I, I think it would be a different conversation if the U.S. had a history with France uh, that would put Americans in a position of power over the French culturally, I guess. Uh, but another element uh, when it comes at play 
uh, when we think of the American-French relationships is obviously the industrial hostility to Netflix in France. Can you tell us about why it is the case and how it links into the, uh, the, the French portrayal of this Netflix show? Uh, absolutely. I mean, France and the USA have a very long history of rivalry for domination of global entertainment industries. And this goes right back to sort of the earliest days of cinema. It arguably goes back even further because they're both nations that have wanted to export their culture universally. Uh, but in, uh, in on screens, in particular, before sound, you know, at the big uh, in the beginning, France was actually you know maybe the inventor of cinema, and it it was on a par with Hollywood for world dominance. Then sound came along and the dominance of English and everything changed. So since then, there's been a great deal of resentment from France about American dominance, which is often seen in terms of kind of cultural imperialism. And it tends to express itself through debates around cultural protectionism, by which I mean the fact that in French broadcast audiovisual industries, there are quotas about how much French material you should have on French screens. Uh, there are in Europe, but it's particularly high in France on the basis of protecting French culture. Uh, there was a kind of high point uh, in this culture wars uh, in the 1980s when you had the French fine, uh, cultural minister, Jack Lang, describing what he called the coca colonization of culture by America, uh, a term that goes back to the communist French Communist Party decades earlier, actually, but I think a very evocative term. Um, it's interesting that we have Coca-Cola in that iteration and then McDonald's in the episode I was just describing, very self-aware. Uh, but as for Netflix, you know, this is just the most recent symptom of that kind of thing. And we have the same sort of debates going on because Netflix being external isn't necessarily subject to the same laws. And the Europeans in general, but led by the French in these trade debates, are trying to subject Netflix to the same mm -hmm. controls. And I think that in addition, because this is a Netflix show about France, if we're trying to protect French culture against a kind of ersatz, inauthentic culture. Yeah you know, there's going to be hostility to an American view of France. Of course. And before it's we even probably, get to the details. Sorry to cut you off there, but it's probably even more triggering, triggering for a lot of French people because, you know, Emily is this know-it-all messiah type of person, uh, you know, perhaps a stereotypical American savior in that sense. Uh, now, um, we don't have much time left, so I want to move on uh, to my perhaps last question. Um, why do we find these stereotypes and these superficial representations so relaxing? Because we usually uh, come across them in escapist light entertainment. Tell us, please, the mentality behind it or how our, our brains work when we're you know, faced with these kind of representations. Well, uh, you know, I suppose that popular entertainment and maybe all narrative actually does need to rely on a certain amount of stereotyping as a kind of shorthand for making characters legible at all. Uh, I think that it's really important to think about the sort of dynamics of, the, of a joke when you look at mockery, stereotyping. Freud himself talked about how when you have a joke, you have a teller you have an audience and you have the butt of the joke. And the teller of the joke and the audience are in a kind of complicity uh, against the, the third person, the, the butt, which would be, you know, the French here, potentially, that would be their fear. Um, although, as I've said, I actually do think that the Americans do, do, do poke fun at themselves, but it's very much about this sort of power dynamics. And as for the viewers, you know, we are 
reaffirmed in our cultural competency as we recognize a stereotype. We're able to laugh at it. We have a feeling of complicity and communion. I don't think that necessarily means that we're taking the stereotypes completely seriously. I think we should uh, you know, rem remind ourselves that this is uh, an extremely exaggerated show, and that is kind of the nature of its comedy. Uh, it is quite uh, tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> all right, Mary Harriet, thanks so much for all of this. It was nice to have you on our show today. <laughs>